Stone. And it's day 484 for the pandemic. I've eaten my four talents, 182nd Twizzler stick. Right now, I've streamed another season of Living Single. And my eyes are bleeding. Dude, I'm, Besides I'm, that, everything's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm eating toilet paper. You're, you're supposed mean, to do that right now, right? Like you're supposed to eat I the think, toilet think, paper. Apparently so, because it's so it's so viable. It's, it's what gives us gives us nourishment in this apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, wow. nah, man. It's it's been it's, it has been overall. It's been pretty good. You know, I have the things that ground me, ground me every day. You know, my, my my fiance goes on there, puts on that. You know, Andrew Cuomo. You know, goes out there, speaks to me like my angry dad, and that grounds me to survive another day. That's like my my least favorite part of the day when he <laughs> goes on. He's angry. He's pissed off. He's like, "Yo, like all these people died. We're not getting supplies. Like that. That's that's not. That does not bring me joy." Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, nah, man. But uh, I don't know. As as but as usual, life goes on, and and life has been going on online. So that future that, you know, they would have all those little cheesy in the 80s where you'll be doing everything online. Everything will be virtual, yada, yada, yada. Unfortunately, those times are now. <laughs> so get used to it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been really interesting, though, because, you know, last week we talked about some of the DJs popping on IG Live um, and doing like, you know, DJ sets and things like that. Uh, but now I feel like the creators this week have popped on IG Live, and they're actually showing out. Um, and there's a lot, of, like a lot of just cool things where I'm just kind of like, it was a good escape for me this week. There's a bunch of like just cool creators jumping on. They're all quarant- we're all quarantined, but you know, like uh, Tank and the Bangas came on. Uh, she did like an NPR tiny desk at home. She had an iPad and she had like a, a Bluetooth speaker, and she had like. <laughs> Uh, like a, a a way luggage bag bag, and she was like using that as a, her luggage as a drum, and then like <laughs> you know like using this like this app, this janky app on the iPad, and then also re- reciting poetry from our iPhone, and I'm just like this is the most fascinating shit ever. This is what we've come to right now, and I was not even mad. <laughs> it's. The thing is, creator is going to create no matter what. And I, I think is like, you know, what's great is the fact of where, you know, it's I don't want to speak like it's it's apocalyptic. It's not. For the most part, we still have our tech. We still have things happening. So it's going to be interesting, less about the fact of people are kind of bringing it to the basics. But like you said, she's playing on a way bag, a way, a way uh, luggage. It's like, how do we what, this is what we have. What do we do? And that's kind of the basics. It's like the idea of where, you know, if you're a young musician, you know, back when you're like fucking, you know, early on in your career, you don't have the $3,000 guitar. You don't have the fucking Logic Pro setup. You don't have the fucking, you know, you're not dealing with the fucking virus professional synthesizer. You've got your little janky $80 Casio keyboard grandma got you for fucking Christmas. And you just got to make do. So it's kind of cool to kind of see this technology kind of warp and change. And like people, you know, like not to be funny, Instagram Live was for people assholes out there like, hey, I'm at this party and don't you wish you were here also? And now it's basically our fucking live MTV. Yeah, no, I think the most interesting thing too is like you're actually going into these people's houses and first off you're realizing that a lot of artists 
you know, like they live like you and I. Like, like most artists don't have mansions. They're not flexing, uh, like Drake. Unfortunately, you know, like, we'll get, we'll talk oh, about Drake. Just, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. We'll talk about it. yeah. <laughs> but but you know, for the most part, everybody you know like lives in apartments, and they they live in in the same apartments we do. Basically, and I thought that was a really interesting when I was looking at some of these um, IG live streams and things like that. It just felt super intimate. It felt super cool. And it did kind of feel like, you know, I'm just like sitting there, like, like chilling with them in their home. And it's like, I know that's cliche, but uh, like Tom Mish, like just has been doing like quarantine sessions and it's just him. Like, I guess he got no, no boo thing, no nothing. Like, it's just him, <laughs> like, sitting in his bedroom, <laughs> you know, just, like, like playing guitar and, like, just chilling. Um, you know, and like, Michael McDonald, like, just, I feel like he just, like, he set, like, he set up a, a camera, like, kind of awkwardly. And he's, like, sitting in the corner, like, playing piano. Like, like you know, it's just, like, it's really cool because I feel like we have we build up these like images of artists and we build them up to be this whole thing and we see them on these big stages and now we get to see like what they actually really look like <laughs> you know um and i think that facade of like the instagram influencer that, those fa- facades are being pulled back and like that's the most interesting thing i've i've taken away uh with the exception of drake though with the exception of drake oh, like the exception of drake it's it's uh yeah yeah no cuz uh as we, I guess we'll go into the video because, all right. So first of all, that song sucks. Let's start from there. It's the it's... most pandery, horrible, and it's like, and and the thing is, when I say suck, I don't mean that it's objectively bad, but it's literally like, let's make a song to try to go viral because kids love TikTok. It's so crashed. It's it's so so capitalistic. So it it has it's lifeless. It's a lifeless song. So that's what's weird about it. Because at least if it was a bad Drake song, I'd be like, oh, that was god awful but entertaining. This is just there. So so I do have to say, um, and I forget the young lady's name, but like Megan Thee Stallion and this young lady did the whole TikTok viral dance challenge first, right? So props to Megan Thee Stallion. I forgot the lady's girl's name. I forgot the, the. I'm too old to like understand what the dance is. But like <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion got there first, <laughs> so let's just throw that well, out there. <laughs> well, let's start from here. What's up with the TikTok dances going at a thousand miles per hour and offbeat? <laughs> I mean, look, this is what the kids are into. I gotta accept it. Like I, yeah, I, I it's, can't. It's... <laughs> I, I, I remember back in my days, back in the days of the Cupid Shuffle. <laughs> That was real dancing. <laughs> like I'm trying to give everybody breaks. I'm trying to be like, you know what? We all quarantined here. Like I'm, want, I'm trying to give everybody the benefit of the doubt in 2020. Like you're, like, you're all about the acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, I mean, Drake. All right, so I wasn't mad at the Drake song. Like I, it was all right. Like it's obviously it's a throwaway. Obviously, but it's also. Probably going to be number one next week. <laughs> the, the Drake effect. No, agreed. You know, but uh, I don't know. Like the video, I thought was kind of interesting. Like just Drake in his mansion is probably not going to age well. Now we got ten million unemployed <laughs> people filing for unemployment. <laughs> what a bad look. Um, but. I- I thought, I thought I was ir- I was entertained. I was entertained. I need a, a Nike baklava. Like I, I you know. <laughs> <laughs> first, 
first of all, it looked like, it looked like a hajib. First of all, that, that's when I got a little confused. Mm. And then, and the other thing I thought was funny is so so he's walking around his mansion. First of all, like it just looked oddly interior decorated because it's like he walks into the bathroom and the bathroom is like all mar. I'm in the bathroom, kitchen. The kitchen's all marble. Marble looks like a museum. And I'm just like, who lives here? It looks like basically like a bad Las Vegas coked up like hotel interior decorator, basically. <laughs> like nothing you could actually use. Like it doesn't seem lived in. It just looks like one boring ass museum. And the other thing that had me dying was the fact of where the actual Tootsie, was it Tootsie Roll, Tootsie Shuffle? Tush, it sucks. Tootsie. It's like, it's not even the Tootsie Roll. Like if you call the Tootsie Roll. Yeah, Tootsie Slide. Like if you call the Tootsie Roll, you're old, fam. Like, yeah, you're old. <laughs> but if you see him dancing around, that was so. It's like whenever the hook hits, he does a little fucking three steps. But all the other dancing he's doing, all bad, by the way. But the other dancing was oddly much more entertaining. Like he does a really bad Michael Jackson like fucking like like thrust pump, and I thought that was much more funnier and much more viral than the other shit he was trying hard for. So it was also a bizarre video where, like, it's almost like he went viral for the wrong reasons. Where I guess he's thinking about like, oh, you know. I want to have this little cheesy like Tootsie Slide dance where basically I thought it was its thing was him basically doing this really bad fucking MTV Cribs impression of his boring ass house. Yeah, and it's weird because I, I'm trying to figure out if he, he was trying hard or not trying at all, right? Like, I, 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 don't, I, and I, I don't know. And I, I mean, look, and, and maybe that's like the beauty of it, right? Like, maybe he was trying hard. Maybe he had like a crew of like 50 people. <laughs> <laughs> You know, all in hazmat suits, <laughs> you know, behind the scenes, you know, but um, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not going to let it bother me. I, I, I like, I do think the, the, the marketplace is going to decide on whether this is going to go viral or not. Um, I'm not in the demographic that's going to make it go viral. So we'll see. I mean, I was entertained, but like I said, I, I do think the fact that um, I, I feel like walking through your mansion is canceled in 2020. Like, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, that, that was a little, a little too much, particularly when it went to his backyard, and the backyard's basically as big as Central Park. So it's just oh, like, what yeah. are we doing? <laughs> yeah, and, and then it's like, I'm going to sell fireworks. I, I don't care yeah. about you know first responders or or whatever. I'm just going to sell fireworks, and and you know <laughs> what are they going to do? I'm Drake, you know. Yeah. Um. Well. Yeah. So we'll see, but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I do have to say, so did you catch the Fair Fort at all? The Fair Fort N- streaming? I'll be honest with you, I, I tuned in once and there was some guy talking. So I was like, what am I doing? Oh, I damn. So, you know, you know, and, and I, yeah, I missed it all. I mean, I, I wish, I guess we shouldn't talk about it, but like, I do like the idea that they're kind of organizing things into uh, into a space. When I did kind of click in, it felt a little confusing. That could have been me. You know, I'm old. I don't know how these newfangled computers, these MacBooks work. But uh, but yeah, no. Like I said, I kind of missed it all. But like, uh, what did I catch? I've, I've I caught a couple of other things. But like I said, I know Thundercat was on today. I caught him just kind of riffing and talking to kid, talking to the, the the fans of his new album. But nothing too major this week on my front. I think. Yeah, I one of the things I'm I'm, I'm realizing is that I'm not on social media that much to like catch when these things happen. So the problem is I catch them in the tail in the tail end. And they're either ending or they've already ended. And since it's, you know, Instagram live is such a, you know, like there's no, like 
there's no save feature, right? So yeah. if you're either there or you're not there. So I've been missing a lot of it. Like I, I, I really wanted to see like some of the beat battles. Um, I know like uh, they had like a uh, uh, Scott Storch and and uh, Manny Fresh. Oh, I, I I caught that one actually. That one that, that I, and I think I actually forgot because I was quite annoyed about that one. That 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 was a stretch and a half. Oh really? I, all I heard was that uh, Manny Fresh. I mean Scott Storch won. That was like the consensus. Yeah, because Scott St- any apparently according to a beat battle, if you do anything on a song, you, it's your song. So basically, if if Scott Storch basically was the weak carrier for that studio session, it's it was his track. <laughs> And again, respect to him. He's somebody where, you know, he was in the, you know, he joined the Roots when they were in the studio recording the first album. You know, he's been in the industry for a while. He's been a session, like, player for a while. So he has done some great stuff. But you in a beat battle, you figure that they would actually do the beats. Like, you know, like, oh, this is a beat I made. And, and Scott Storch has some beats. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's yeah. he has some crazy hits. Lean Back is probably one of the biggest New York City songs in like hip hip hop songs ever, and he wrote that, or at least I should say wrote that. But you know, made the beat for that. But what was funny is the fact of where you know suddenly you know like still DRE comes in and it's like, what isn't this Dr. Dre? But no, he happened to play piano. Like you mm. know, what I'm saying it's all these vague like you know like he played a I think it was Crimea River. I think was it it was a, I think it was Crimea River was a Timberlake song he played. So it's like what is it's like you didn't produce these songs really. You might have played the instruments. You know, it was it was tracks, and I think even with the, with the Jim Blake song, he didn't make the beat. He was a, he was a credited as a songwriter, hmm. so it was very malleable the way he would kind of throw these random songs in, which he was involved with. And I'm happy shining light on the fact, but for a beat battle, you didn't do the beats. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was, and then it was just bizarre because the thing is, you've got Manny Fresh who's basically because I make an argument that this, even though we've kind of moved to a trap era, the, the 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 touch of Manny Fresh is pretty much in modern club music. Like anything that's relatively bounced, it's there. City Girls is like Manny Fresh is there. Oh, of course. You know, DJ Mustard's Run, Manny Fresh laid the fucking the track, the railroad tracks too. So it was weird to have him lose to fucking Scott Storch. Not to say Scott Storch isn't a great producer, but based off Scott Storch's collaborations that you know he may not or may not have even made the beat for it was bizarre yeah and i, I don't know I, I don't know what i was expecting I, like like i said like i i wanted to tune in and then you know like life happened <laughs> <laughs> you know some of these things like the favorite things happening at like like noon i'm blessed to be employed so like i couldn't like tune away to from my job to actually tune in but i don't know i mean i i, I do feel like when I hear beat battle, yeah, I'm thinking you're constructing your beats. You're actually constructing things from scratch. You're showing us your expertise as opposed to you're playing things that, like, you were involved in and whatnot. Like, I, I feel like that's not a beat battle. That's just like a flex session. <laughs> yeah, come on. And, and and don't get me wrong. Studio players are important, but there is a big difference between, like, Oh, I call this cat up to play a little bass line, and like I am here literally <laughs> putting everything together, sampling snares, and yada 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 yada. But yeah. you know, more power to it. What I do like about it is the fact of where, in general, a lot of these big like beat battles, song battles, yada yada yada. Two things: one, it's shedding light on a lot of these cats who were kind of like you know dudes, studio dudes who were just weren't really as big. 
and also on the flip side, it's it's kind of again. I think we had some. I feel like we touched about it. Re- talked about it recently, but the idea of hip hop and R and B kind of being this like forever forward facing like fucking entity. It's a cool kind of way to give these dudes props from like 20, 15, 10 years ago, which they really didn't get props. You know, the, the, the world kind of quickly moved on from T-Pain and Scott Storch. True. And even Manny Fresh, because Manny Fresh is still killing it. Because I remember I, I went to Red Bull where they were doing beat battles. And is let's say maybe I'll throw a number out there five years ago. And he was still playing like like his old bouncy, like fucking... Like, like Southern shit, but he was also playing Modern Trap. Like, he was just like, I'm still a great producer, period. Like, whatever yeah. beat you want, I got. So it's cool to kind of hear this kind of like, it's like it, it's cool to have these elders kind of go viral and get the respect that they're kind of getting from like, presumably not us, us old heads, but for you to kind of go, like, you know, if you're having 100K people there, it's not just a whole bunch of old fogies on their fucking, you know, Samsung 5s. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And I, I think it's, it's it's very interesting, too, because I, I feel like I've gone to beat battles before as a member of the audience. And I don't feel like, I feel like with this new medium, or not really a new medium, but with this medium of, like, streaming on Instagram Live, I feel like it's a little bit more, I don't know, I feel like it's more of a natural home for it, you know, so... I, I want more. Like I, I like yeah. you know, like like I, I want more. Like I, I, I feel like I'm now you know, I think music industry is now seeing the power of, of some of these things and like you said, like I'm really happy that some of these guys who are you know, have have kind of been the studio rats and things like that, like they're actually getting some shine. Like a Manny Fresh even like getting <laughs> to a point where like we're talking about Manny Fresh <laughs> You know, I I think it's is a is a huge win. Or like the the culture is talking about Manny Fresh again. So um no, you know, like like it's it's cool. Like it, it's I, I feel like we're all going through some shit right now, but you know, I feel like there are gyms just happening. Um, you know, like almost like every day now. It's, there's a new live stream, there's a new artist doing something, like like um I feel like this creative creativity has been democratized, right? It's all free. You know, you don't have to like try like go on StubHub and or whatnot. Like it's it's all like it's all free right now. So we just should uh, celebrate in the moment, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and, and it's funny because like enough where I was looking to like uh like I said Erica and she was on some like I've got this schedule at this time, this schedule at this time, this schedule at this time, all Instagram live thing. So it was like you always yeah like you're at a point of where and, and my homegirl Shannon I actually sent her like a an Excel spreadsheet where it's like you have to have like a TV guide for live streaming now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yo, so <laughs> I do want to say, and this is a plug. Shout out to my boy Gerald. Streamcalendar.live. Oh, da, da, da. hit that up! Hit that up. We we've been we've been talking. Um, it, it needs a calendar though, but we, we hopefully we'll work on that. But uh, streamcalendar.live. Uh, they've been aggregating all the live streams as much as possible, and real, you know live streams streams that you and I and people who listen to this uh, podcast will like. So that's that, that is a shameless plug. And I'm not getting any money from that. Nah, man, plug, plug. We're here to celebrate hard work. That's what we're here for. <laughs> um, so yeah, I we do want to acknowledge. You know, um, look, a lot of people have died from like like COVID, which is kind of crazy. Um, you know, like the uh, matriarch of Marsalis family. Um, 
you know, uh, the dude from uh, Fountains of Wayne pass away. Um, and then I saw that Bill Withers pass away. And I'm like, shit, COVID got another one. But apparently that's not the case. But not even then, conditions. yeah, yeah. But e- even still, yeah. I mean, Bill Bill Withers is a legend, legend yeah. with a capital L. Yeah, I mean, it, it's everything about his life is just like it's the idea that he made it later in life, you know, in his thirties. The idea he was uncompromising in his art period, where literally they had barrels of money on the table, and he was like, "Nah, I'm good." You know, it's and and the fact of forgetting about the in- integrity part because that's just a good story of a guy having hit wonder he, musically. Like, and I and I'm really trying to think hard. It's like if you took Bill Weathers away, like music, like at least the last, like hip hop would be different. Oh yeah, so would be different. And the thing is, not to say there aren't many talented artists out there who've influenced us, but it seems that Bill Weathers, for some reason, in the seventies was capturing the way music would be like in the in the 80s, 90s and in the, the aughts. Like it's something about that magic where it stayed with us where like I like I said it's it's strange. It's almost like he he it's, it sounds timeless and it, it captured the way like we lived our lives for the ensuing decades. So yeah. It's, yeah. it's a, a, a fucking like a, a, a monolith of a musician there we lost. Yeah, and it's crazy. I mean, you know, again, like Ain't No Sunshine, which is vastly appropriate for the, for this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Lean On Me, Lovely Day, like the dude has hits, but I don't know, there's something about the music that felt um, just really grounded, um, really soulful, but also, again, like really kind of like um i don't know like authentic and just it didn't seem like he was trying hard right like you know he wasn't trying to hit like high octave ranges and things like that like he wasn't trying to show off he wasn't trying to do these things it felt very level um in this interesting way but it'll still pop it'll still melody it'll still like all these things that 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 you know we recall from the songs but I just like the fact that it just seemed like so like effortless uh, for him to put those songs together. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's 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 definitely something that you know we're, we're <laughs> like in addition to all the people we've been losing um, due to COVID. It's just like this is like another just you know twist of the knife. Unfortunately for twenty twenty. Um, yeah, also. no, it's 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 somebody put on Twitter when they because um, they have like hurricanes coming down. It's just like, oh no, now this this is like a beat down now. Like we're just getting whooped, and like it's something where it's it's even though it's not related, they kind of add to the general malaise and the general feeling of unease. And I mean, the only thing you could say though as a positive is what a fucking life, man. Like he True. he yeah. So fucking props to him. It's like if you got to go out, it's. You know, definitely to leave like a legacy like that behind is I think any artist would love to have that. So, yeah, True. props to him and his family. You know, hopefully they're doing well. You know, hopefully they're dealing with his death in the best way possible. And, you know, rest in peace. Your music will live on. Rest in peace. Yep, yep, yep. And I guess we'll talk about, I guess, oh, ready for this? I guess we'll talk about some young legends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look at that. Hit you with that little radio voice. Uh, that little segue. <laughs> getting that little late night television swag on but a new music we're gonna talk about what we've been listening to um i guess i'll start first because i've been geeking off to an album of stone for all week it's a new artist called kia uh 23 mm. she's from chicago 
um, but based in New York, based in Brooklyn. Um, she does her own shit. She sings, produces, yada, yada, yada. Um, actually, how I, I think it was gang shouted her out, but like I've heard about her just because of uh, Shasta Gang also, props. But uh, like she's, and I don't know the specifics, but it seems like, like at least from the people like I follow that she follows and yada, 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 kind of down for like a lot of the younger like beat maker type cats, like beat, beat centric, loop centric type dudes like Mike. And uh, so this album is basically, it's, it's soul. It's, I don't know how to describe it, but it's definitely the, the focus on is a lot of it is uh, loops, soul loops. Well-produced, very hip-hop, but flipped. Um, her singing, the topics are basically very pro-black. You've got, uh, you know, every nigga's a star. You've got niggas poem, part one, part two. It's just got this very down-to-earth, very pro-black kind of sheen to it where, and I, and I, and I hate when you kind of talk about, it's hard to kind of talk about music because you tend to end up doing compare and contrasts. Yeah. And it, which is kind of like, and it, and it feels like it kind of shorting the artists because I want to kind of drop some names, but I feel like it's unfair. But it's the idea of where, like, like think of a Badu, <laughs> but like just chilling. Like if you caught Badu, you know, in a, in a living room, just fucking for a laptop or guitar, or maybe, and just fucking just vibing out. It's, it's a very stripped down, like, version of soul music, but not to say that it's less effortless. There's a heavy focus in production. It's something she does with a lot of her snares where it's very sharp and very high, so it kind of hits you very hard. The loops kind of switch around where she, there's a trick she does also where she slows it up and speeds it up. She's singing most of the album, but there's times when she do a little bit of spoken word. It's part of it where she sounds a little bit like um, No Name, like like a little yeah. part, like a little No Name type flow. Yeah. And it's, and it's just like, honestly, like, I mean, it's... We're probably four months into the fucking year so far. I mean, three months, actually, technically. We're just starting April. And it's probably one of my top records I've heard this year. It's something that, you know, I started listening to last Friday. And even, like, today, I put it on again. And my head is just head nodding through all the tracks. So it's just, it's definitely a, a worth a treat. If you like anything like soul music, R&B, definitely put it on. This, this, is, this is a money-back guarantee. You know what I'm saying? If you all go out there and buy that band camp... I will not refund you that band camp, <laughs> but you'll be supporting an artist who needs it. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Like, like you turn me on to to uh, this artist, and yeah, I, I feel the same way. Like, it's really solid. Um, you know, what? I'll make a comparison. I, you know, what are y'all gonna do? Cancel me? Twenty twenty is canceled. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, like, like. I all right, not really a comparison, but I do think this is like a very interesting compliment to like a no name, um, to like a Tierra Wack, but also to a Solange, right? To a, like a seat at the table, to a, uh, when I get home, it's like this interesting combination of um, like I wouldn't say like left field R and B, but like you know you like the production's a little bit left field. Um, like, like, but it was, it's tighter. It's more melodic. It's very, it's very kind of like accessible in a lot of ways where I feel like a lot of people didn't like something like when I get home because it did feel a little bit too arty. I feel like this album just seemed like it was cool, calm and creative, but also like 
kind of grounded going back to to Bill Withers, you know, like it's it's kind of grounded. It felt like grounded to me, you know. It felt like effortless to me, you know. And yeah, I I think like the the subject matter is really dope. It's really cool. Um um like and I feel like if you like some of these new artists like Kelly Carrie Foe and things like that, like it falls in like kind of in that that whole world, but it's unique enough to stand out from any of those artists, I, I feel like just the production alone, um, I think it's just really interesting. It's probably one, one of some of the most inter- interesting production I've heard uh, in 2020 so far. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm a fan. I'm definitely a fan. Um, and yeah, so for, yeah, like like she needs to get so, that live stream on. <laughs> yeah, nah, man. It's actually funny enough. It's today. It's it's the day at six. It's gonna be oh. on Afropunk.com. Oh. Yeah, so if. If if I guess they'll see shit will be like Afropunk, you need to archive that shit. But anyway, you know Kia, forever your girl. One of my favorite records this year. Props to her. And I hear you've been listening to. Oh, we're gonna keep on going on this R and B path. So yeah. what are you listening to? Yeah. So the new Little Dragon dropped, and Da-da-da. I am kind of in love. Like. Um, hmm. So I've been look. Little Dragon's been around for fifteen years, um, which is crazy. It's crazy to me to think that the, the, like this band's been around for for fifteen years now. Um, I remember when like two thousand seven, whatever, when they're first breaking the states. They're like the new hot like band, you know, the hipsters and like the R and B cast like mess with them, and now they're just you know like just still do around and still doing the like like what they've been doing for the past 15 years which is really crazy but i do have to say like their past few efforts i didn't think were their best and i did think they were trying they're maybe struggling a bit to kind of figure out what their sound is their sound goes everywhere from four on the floor house to r&b to like indie rock to like whatever and i think their past two albums or so, I don't think really hit with the force of, of some of their earlier work. And I feel like this newest album called new me, same us is actually a return to form in a lot of ways. They do have like a live cool, like four to the floor, like dance stuff, which I, I do think they leaned in a bit. I won't say too heavy, but like, I think they rely on it a bit more in the past. And you know, they have some bangers, but like it did feel like their last album was all just kind of the same four to the floor dance stuff over and over. Whereas this album had a lot of depth. Um, there's like these tracks, water and sadness, which are, are kind of like really, um, I think like, like water is like more of a pop song could slot on the pop playlist. If you, if you, if you, uh, turn your back you know sadness <laughs> is like one of those really cool like um just well written like deep like i can't even call it like it's it's genreless songs you know so i don't know like i i, I i've been falling in love with it and then also too like are you feeling sad which is really interesting that, like that collabo with cali ukis is one who was another one of my favorite artists it's just like it's really timely right now it's almost like are you feeling sad like things are going to get better you know type of vibe um but that's their force of the floor song and it knocks you know and i feel like they they 
the band has gotten a breath of fresh air with this album. If you've listened to like their last few albums and you kind of felt like they they've fallen off, I would say give this album a chance. I think you will like it. I, th- I think like there's enough variations there. There's enough where they're not just doing like a bunch of dance stuff. Uh, they're kind of getting back to some of the more indie stuff that they were doing in the past. There's enough of that that I think it just makes it more of a solid listen to me. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a dope album. So awesome, yeah. No, I, I haven't had a chance to like listen to it yet. It's it's something where like so like I, like both of us like they were, when we were back when we were younger they were a very popular band. And I remember seeing them early on when they I think it was the first album still in, in Barry Ballroom. And so, like, I actually saw them a couple of years ago, and I was shocked because, you know, Barry Ballroom, chill vibe, relaxed. And when I saw them live, at it, you know, I, I went in there, and you could just tell that, you know, everybody there was much younger than I was. Like, their audience has shifted because, you know, their music has shifted over time. And so you had this young, maybe late 20s, you know, very, very into the dance stuff. There was a whole disco theme. They had these, like, um, mirrors in the in the back, in the back, um, in the back of the band, they would shine disco lights, and they, they professionally, it was awesome. Like they were, they were on point. But I feel like he kind of pointed out. I was like, it, it sounds a little different. I think it's because maybe um, it felt like, and I won't say less soulful, but like you know, going back to the idea of Bill Withers, and is the idea of where to kind of do soul music right is tough, and it's not really necessarily about being, you know. It's not necessarily about bass lines. It's not necessarily about like a specific kind of soul songwriting because like he would do it almost effortlessly. Like it felt like almost folk music, but it was very soulful. And again, with Little Dragon, not to say that the music was less soulful, but there was definitely a focus more on like you know here's some here's some here's some synths, here's some groove. And I think that like at least the way you describe it, it's like they kind of solely kind of going back to that, or at least found a way to kind of bring that along with them on a trip to like more like you know dance stuff yeah no definitely you, you hit the nail on the head like like yeah it, it's, it's definitely something where maybe they felt like they leaned way too heavy into that dance stuff and then you know that that's one, one of the things i was noticing too like you know little dragon had the most diverse crowds i've ever seen um when i saw them live and yeah i think the last time i saw them live it's like oh just like all these club kids like all these like young yeah. white club agreed, kids agreed. and who just like maybe heard like those tracks on spotify or whatnot so um maybe they saw that too and they're like well maybe i need to like we need to like pull back from that so um yeah no it's it's definitely a cool album um it's definitely something where um i'm i'm happy to see them return to form and i was supposed to see them next weekend damn it oh shit Pandemic blues, baby. The <laughs> pandemic blues. <laughs> so, so I was supposed to see. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's you know we'll 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 see them in the maybe 2021. You know, yeah, I mean, fun. it's looking like it because they just re reschedule all the European dates, and that's like starting in September. So I I told I told my wife I was like I told Lauren I was just like it's literally going to be 2021 when they get back to the states, which is crazy but uh, which you know i think we could all use another year do over so you know let's let's hit the fast forward button <laughs> as much as possible <laughs> Ooh. You know, on that note we will end we're going to come back we've got a preview you know next week we'll be going deep diving into east tumor's new album you know what i'm saying do a little deep dive into that thundercat album you know we lay, laying down the groundworks you know Yo, some, yeah some solid stuff is coming out 
No, it's it's honestly it's been Fiona Apple apparently dropping a couple of weeks. She's just yeah. like fuck it, I'm gonna drop my shit. It's it's music is hot, you know what I'm saying? As we all sit inside and watch the world burn from the outside, we all need these soundtracks, you know what I'm saying? You know, Nine Inch Nails got their records. They're like, we can't we can't be out here. Y'all can't be out here sad, depressed in the post apocalyptic soundscape and have no music. Nails is like, yo, we got you. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's coming out of the heat. So I'm looking for Tanya Morgan. Fucking drop the little fucking EP for the new album coming out soon. Oh, word, word. Shouts to Tony yeah. Morgan. Yo. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's that's all. It's gonna be good. We'll be like like I said, man. When we're out there, you know, foraging for toilet paper. You know what I'm saying? There's scraps of food. We'll be in our cars, bumping some dope ass music, man. In the post-apocalyptic future, it's gonna be awesome. You know what I'm saying? With our face masks on. I mean, the the, the cars are all gonna be like self-driving, and we're gonna be like sitting there fat, like Wally. Remember for Wally? Like nobody had to work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. So uh, I, I'm, I I guess I'm ready for that. I mean, it's better than this right now. But uh, anyway, yeah. everybody, like, <laughs> we we yeah we don't even have to be apocalyptic. Like the apocalypse is here. So yeah, so you know, uh, we'll get used to it. You know. But anyway, we're here, Regin Stone, for your music for when you after you finish foraging for food and for supplies, you get to come back to your you know abode sit back of hopefully a nice bottle of wine of sh- bottle of wine and listen to us vibe about music and we'll be here next week we love you all yeah stay safe stay virus free and peace peace peace, peace.